Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Full Quota Podcast. My name is Mpomo Glani. I've got Tim Delace here with me. This is your number one cricketing podcast here in South Africa. We talk all things South African cricket. We love domestic cricket, and we've got a treat for you today. But before we do that, remember, please follow us at Full Quota Pod and also at One World Sports Radio's YouTube channel. We have a podcast platform happening there, so please do subscribe and follow. And then importantly, we're also available on Spotify as well as Apple Podcast. The name here in the comment section, Full Quota Podcast, type it in the search bar, you'll find us, and then we are good to go. Please leave your reviews and also your uh, your comments and everything else. We did an SA20 podcast on Monday, so go there. We've also got a poll there on Spotify, so who you think is going to win. Please let us know who you think is going to win this year's SA20. It didn't start yesterday because of the rain, but some teams got points. It starts today, hopefully, in a place where there's probably quite a lot of rain right now. But going forward, uh, outside of that, that's all we. That's all the admin we're doing. Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing good, but I'm doing good. I am... Um... I, I just had to I listen to our our uh, last podcast. I happen to see the poll. Uh, I uh, I went for the sunrises, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what okay what happens. <laughs> yeah. So in the meantime, while we're doing SA Twenty, we thought the domestic season's having a little bit of a break. Let's get some players on and let's have conversations with them. And so Tim uh, and I decided to have a to have a look at who we'd like to have a chat with, and we found someone who. Holds a record um, at his franchise. He holds the record for the most runs um, ever scored by a player uh, in an innings at his franchise in One Day Cup. Um, they came second in the One Day Cup, but um, it's been a great season for him nonetheless. Um, really good to see that uh, there's some youngsters coming through the system. And so we thought we'd have uh, to interview Garnet Tarr of the Knights, uh, Batsman of the Knights, which is going to bring him on and have a conversation. Hi, Garnet. How are you doing? Hi, uh, guys. Good. Thanks. And you? Good, good, good. First question, how does it feel to hold a, a, a franchise or a province record? Uh, no, it's, it's obviously amazing. Any record's good. Um, I obviously didn't know the record until someone told me about it, but yeah, it's never bad to have a record. <laughs> Yeah, look, it's 192 runs, so um, it's, it's it's quite an impressive feat to actually bat for that long. Um, we're going to ask you a little bit about that as we as we go along, but quick one as well. Do you have a team that you're following in the SA20? Uh, not really. I'm just excited to watch it. I don't know. Maybe JSK because my old schoolmate's playing for them, so I guess them. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah. But okay, cool. No, that's exciting. Yeah, well, I'm a JSK fan because I'm in Johannesburg. Tim supports that MI, whatever they call themselves, <laughs> down in Cape Town because he's down there. Um, how did you get into the game of cricket? I ask everybody this question. How did you? How did that love of cricket start? I think I was just always in it. Um, I don't know. I just, I just always remember just playing cricket since early on. I have two older brothers, so backyard cricket was always like the big thing. That in like bit of soccer or something but then my dad always played a lot of cricket I think that was his favorite sport as well so he played a bit of club cricket and that once in a while I'll go watch um, but yeah since I don't even know I got into it I just all that I can remember is just holding a bat 
<laughs> Always holding a bet. That's pretty cool. What Sorry? was it like? Who, who was this? Apart from your father, of course. But was there anyone that inspired you? Uh, that 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 uh, gave you that sort of confidence at an early age to to, to guide you as, as you're playing the game, as you're enjoying it. Situation, you know what? You can actually make a a career out of this. Um, I think I've I've always enjoyed practicing. I think like I actually love practicing, so that always made it. That helped me, I guess, to get like ahead of some of the guys my own age. Um, so then when you feel like you a little ahead, you think obviously I can make something from this, and then I, that really just drove passion. That look, I really, really want to do this. Watching guys like Gilchrist and all those guys play. And I was, I was lucky enough to go to good schools and good coaches. And I was always, I liked the honesty. I always asked them, look, can I, do you think, do you think? And at least honest with me and said, yes, you need to do this, you need to do that. So I think I had lots of people that helped me along the way. And I think I had a, a good journey that let me get there. Okay. Um, you mentioned that obviously you there was a point where you decided, where you thought you could make something out of this. When was that point for you, and, and how did it come about? Um, I think the minute I realized I needed to have a job in life, I think <laughs> then I realized it was probably going to be cricket. I still remember I gave like all my primary school orals on your hero. I chose like Adam Gilchrist, the name. So I think it's just always just been cricket mad, I guess. Awesome. Um, you talk about going to a good school and... and don't get me wrong, St. Andrews is a good school, but it isn't quite the the, the, the top echelon um, of of uh, South African sports in, in particular. Um, so take us through that, going to, in a traditional sense, a slightly smaller school than a lot of a lot of the guys that have gone on to play professional cricket. Um, and, and obviously working with somebody like uh, Greg Hobson, who, who, who obviously had a, a, a big influence on you. Just take us through that sort of journey and, and what, sort of, what sort of values that St. Andrews put on you as an individual? Yeah, so actually, I, I was actually in grey until the end of grade 8. Mm. So I had, I guess, the experience of like a big school and I, I enjoyed grad, I did very well there. thought it was nice, but I just felt like cricketing focus-wise, Saints was where I had to go. Um, okay. especially to work with Ms. Hobson. I think, yeah, I look back and I still think best decision I made. Um, nothing against Gray, nothing at all. Still loved the school when I was there. I just thought going to Saints for cricket, the focus that was on cricket there was like I've never experienced before. Um, yeah, I had, all, I had everything I wanted, all the facilities, all the coaches, all the help. I think with it being a smaller school, there was also a chance for there to be a bit more focus on me. I think mm -hmm. since like grade nine, I was working with the first team and I was getting lots of throws from you know, Mr. Hobson and other guys in the first team stuff. But I think sometimes at a big school, you you don't get that. You just get your age group coach until you filter into that age. So I think that's what I say. For, for me, I think it's just the journey just worked out well. Yeah, that's actually really uh, good to see because obviously a lot of people might want to go for you know, the bigger names and, 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 and things like that. Whereas sometimes, um, you know, it just, it's people who, 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 who bring you into certain structures and, 
and 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 help you along the way and and i really like that story from you when you moved out of obviously high school into the professional realm of 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 cricket how was that jump for you um coming into the knights franchise uh back then it was still franchise cricket and obviously it split out into knights and and, and northern cape but how was that jump for you uh tough um i found it more like not like really cricket just like life-wise i found it a bit tough because school you know you got these many fixtures you're going to play all these games everything's like set out for you and then when i finished school i actually went to kimberley immediately so i mm. thought they had a better chance of getting to play first class cricket quicker i was a bit impatient looking back at it now um so yeah i went then all alone like a different town not far from home but you are you are alone end of the day trying to make something there so for me that was a bit hard um Lots of like self-doubt, lots of like, is this worth it? But then since moving back, I'd say when I'd focus on my game, moved back to a like home was, people I'm used to, more comfort, then I'd, I just started growing again. And I'd say, no, I'm happy. Okay. So would you say that that time in Kimberley when you were away from home, would, would that kind of correlate with, 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 with your cricket in terms of did your cricket struggle? Um, and now being at home and having some home comfort, that, that, that's what um, necessarily helps you at least now improve and, and, and feel as though you can uh, be a part of the system. Yeah, no, it, it did affect my cricket. Like, like I say, when you're a little bit like in your high school career and that when you're like a little bit above your fellow peers and that, then you normally get to choose a bit what you want. Like if I wanted to open, you'd open. Mm. And when you get there, it's like, okay, the first season, I think I batted every number in the top seven. And I was just like, I don't like this. I just, all I want to do is open, but I'm doing everything but opening. So mm -hmm. then, you know, you like kind of get down on yourself. You're sulky, like, oh, this, this, this. But yeah. So I, I think that, that, like, that part did affect my cricket and that. But I think it's also done me good in the long run. Like, I've gone through the rough now. Now I at least know, you know, how I want stuff to be. You're certainly prospering from that. I think it's it's a it's holding you in good stead to have that, have that 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 shift. You know that that you've gone, you've tried something different. It hasn't quite worked out, but now you you're certainly flourishing at the Knights. Um, take us to the start of the season. So obviously the Knights are relegated. They're playing Division Two. Um, did do you set yourself goals? Did you have goals that you had at the start of the season? Or are you more of a, you just want to feel good, you, want, you just want to feel as if you are uh, a part of the team and you just want to give as much as you can? Or are you, are you a, a goal setter at the start of the season and, and try to aim towards things? Yeah, so my aim was to play as much as possible, try down, like cement the spot down. So when the Knights go up, then I'm still in the contention. I don't just want to be a Div 2 player that's only thought about. So that was my goal to obviously play as much as I can. And then I've, I'm a guy that likes 100. So I said, I want to score at least one professional 100. Like my career might never, ever take off. Like it's not guaranteed, but at least I want to like one day look back on cricket and say, I've got 100. So <laughs> that's at least one I can take off. <laughs> and you've got a big, yeah. you've got a big as well. <laughs> look, yeah. you didn't just get one, you got three. 
And you started the season like a house on fire, scored 597 runs at an average of 85. What changed? Did it just click? Or was it just like, I'm at home, I'm feeling comfortable, I can attack? Or was it just one of those, is it, is it one of those seasons where you're like, okay, no, this is the garnet I know. I've always, this is the cricket I know I've always, com- I, I, I'm able to play and it just keeps going. Like, because you went on a run of, of just being dominant in Division Two um, in that one day cup and just is really great to see. Uh, I think a combination of a lot of stuff. I've played lots of 50 over cricket in my life. It's probably, I could probably say I've played a thousand 50 over games in my life or something. Um, mm. So I understand how I want to play 50 over cricket. Um, and especially like my last season in the Netherlands and that stuff, you like you're always in tough situations normally and in those clubs. So that just helped me to find a way like how I can perform under a lot of pressure or any scenario, whatever it might be. And then also just full credit to the Knights. I mean, they told me straight up, look, we're going to back you. Um, the coach always told me we back, I back you. JP's always backed me. I know he mm. gave me my first contract and then now. I'm again with him at the Knights and that. So it's someone that I really trust, feel comfortable with. And they've just been honest and said, look, go play your game, go play your game. Because before that 190, I thought I'd probably need a score here. Because I was in yeah, HP. So I thought, okay, if I don't score in this this game after failing the first one, I might not actually play a game, the one day comp. Because yeah. we, we have a very good squad. So I was like, okay. just pulled out a little bit of extra fight in me. Um, and then, yeah, once I got that first one, it's, it's like a big belief that, okay, now I can actually do this. Because I thought that emerging side was actually pretty good. So I thought, okay, now I can yeah. actually I can actually do this. I can perform. And how I thought, what I thought would work does actually work. And then, mm. yeah, then I, I got a lot of luck in the tournament as well. But I guess you need it sometimes. All batsmen need luck. Oh, oh, bad yeah. luck. Uh, <laughs> people who weren't there, uh, Garnet scored 297 against the eventual champions. 105 and 192. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. In two separate games, yes. yeah. In two separate <laughs> games, obviously. In two, two separate games, one in the group stage and then the final. Um, obviously, you're disappointed you guys didn't, didn't win the competition. But as a, as a whole... It set you guys up for of the obvious goal of of, of promotion. So how was the team feeling, um, you know, after that? Obviously disappointment, but in a general sense, you guys are you guys are on a, on a great position to get promoted yeah. at the moment. Yeah, squads feel very good still. Everyone's still good energies. Um, obviously we did just have that loss now, but uh, I mean that can also happen. You do you do lose games of cricket. Um, mm. But now the energy is still great. Even when we lost the final, you could see it's a changing room just full of guys who just want to win a game. Like I've never seen a changing room that quiet before. I don't think anyone was on their phone. It was just everyone was just thinking like, we've butchered this now. We really want to win, and it, it just like spurred on a bit more hunger. And you could see it in the start of the four-day comp as well. Yeah. So the changing room wasn't really affected by it. anything. It did a bit of like strengthening to us because now we really, really want a trophy. Um, Mm. Yeah. Look, you've got two more bites at the trophy. Um, with that being um, the the four day comp and the um, and the one day cup. 
My question for you, obviously you said you play the T20, sorry, because we passed one day. Um, In the change in format, because this probably would be your first season of moving from one-day cup and then now moving to four-day cricket. How was that adjustment for you? Um, I know a lot of cricketers harbour red ball ambitions and they love playing the longer format of the game. Like, how was that? And do you have an ambition for more red ball cricket? Yeah, so I I love red ball cricket. Um, I wish my numbers were a bit better in it. But Mm. yeah, like I said, it's the format I love the most. So it's one that I would want to do the best in. Um, But I think the transition's fine. We luckily had a week or two, I think, after the the white ball comp to get get ready and go. And Mm -hmm. we had like a lot of experienced guys in the comp. I mean, you got like Jock, Gian, Pat, Aubrey. Those guys have played a lot of first-class cricket as well. There's lots of us that have barely played any. But, I mean, those guys have done really, really well in red ball cricket. So, yeah, lean on them. They've, they've helped us a lot. The coaches have helped us a lot. And same as the, the one-day comp. We've just been given, like, the freedom to just go out and play. And I think, like, doesn't show any better than, like, in a guy like Dion. Like, he's just gone mm. out and played and it's just been next level. No, yes, he he is he's been really amazing, and I think yeah. I think you and him created a really great partnership at times. Um, you know, when I look at your team, the Knights team, obviously they got relegated. Some of the guys have left um, and went other elsewhere, and you walk into the side, and there's still some experienced players, and but largely your side is is filled with a lot of youngsters, as you mentioned, the high performance contract. A lot of those guys coming in. Do you? What was the, the sense of the team at the time? Did you guys feel as though you've got something to prove, you wanted to come back? Or, or, or like what 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 was the like with the like what was how does how is the change of feeling with, with a lot of youngsters? Is it is this a situation of we're gonna just try to play our best cricket and seemingly our best cricket is actually doing quite well? Mm. Well, I think I don't know much on the older guys where there was like a prove a mm. point and get up. I imagine it would be, but most of us guys, like us young guys, we've just been itching for an opportunity. So mm. it was never about we want to show. We, we just want to now show ourselves. We finally got an opportunity. We want to show we're good enough. And we, we really want to do it for nice because it's someone that it's a franchise that's now backed us and given us that opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned earlier about going to Holland. Uh, now, often, you know, virtually every single player we've talked about has gone overseas somewhere and talked about the importance of that role and how important that was uh, for their um, growing as a person as well as the cricketer. So was that important for you to go to Holland and, and play play cricket over there? Yeah, I think it's very, very important for me. Um, like I say just different scenarios, different... Like, I, I, they try, but I don't think like club cricket in South Africa, unless you like Pretoria, that is really up to like the highest of standards. Mm. So if you're not playing professional cricket regular, which I wasn't, then your only real form of competitive cricket is what you're getting overseas. So that's like the only time when you're really testing yourself, really finding out how you want to play your game and also just yourself. So for me, it was it was seriously important because like I said, I just wasn't getting like enough competitive games in a year. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 how was the experience outside of the cricket? Was like, 
you know, because I think the other thing is you're young and you're going of going overseas. A lot of the guys we talked to had already played some first class cricket and then moved over. But how did you find that experience of being away from home this time compared to obviously the first time maybe when you went to the Northern Cape? Yeah, I felt it nice. I felt like I say when it went back to the same structure of look, you're gonna play all these games, you know you're gonna play. Mm. You got hold already there, you're gonna open and what they want from you is just score a lot of runs. So I mean that that's almost everything I just wanna hear. Um mm. so yeah, just being granted that and it, it is tough. Like it's still is tough when you I'm not really like a homebody. I'm I'm I go around as I please, like I'm not really I need to be at home type of person. But you do notice, like, at times, like, oh, it's been two days and I haven't said a word to a single person. Like, mm. you are aware of, you know, stuff like that. So that, that's, that's the only challenge, I'd say, is, like, you just, you have a lot of time with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. understandable. And I think living yeah. in a European country, that, that could happen. Um, yeah. I've experienced that. It's not nice. Yeah. Um, I guess... Take us through that. Take us through that massive score. So you you sort of touched on it that you were not you were not quite um, hitting the straps uh, as you would have liked. But just take us through that innings. Um, how did it, how did it come about? Uh, was there any particular moment when you thought this is it? I'm I'm now in. You know, I've, I've got to twenty. I actually feel as if this is a big one. Or or was that never the case? Was it just Taking every ball as as as, as 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 it comes. What was the situation with the one one ninety two? So I, I normally like to work on like that ten over mark. I think I right, if I get past the first ten overs and I open, then I shouldn't really get out. Um, so once I passed that, then I got a little bit of like confidence and just calmed down a bit more. And then also like because I never passed the fifty mark. You pass the fifty mark, you're like ah. Oh, you know, now I've achieved something, um, but I've gotten a lot more time. I can actually maybe find a way to 100 here. And then, yeah, I slowed down a lot at 30. I remember that, not by choice. I just couldn't get the ball away. Um, <laughs> and then once I got to 50, I just kept ticking along till 100. And then at 100, I was like, okay, I've, I don't know. I think I had 11 overs or something left. I didn't, so I was like, okay, now I can just like actually... So, yeah, whatever I get now is a bit of a bonus. I can now just go. And, yeah, I just, I just hit it well then afterwards, luckily. Luckily, I had also speaking to me because I, I normally play the ramp in that quite well and it wasn't working mm. for me. And then you're just on the other end, like, bro, you've hit two sixes. You can hit a six. Just just go. And then, yeah, luckily, it was good bats at least. So, it was flying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, these modern-day bats, eh? Hey, you just yeah. get just a little touch of the ball and it goes for six. Um, yeah, so that was a... Look, you had a great uh, one-day cup competition. Obviously, you guys are in the middle of the four-day competition. You guys are sitting at the top of it, and I think if you probably win this competition, you will you'll secure um, promotion. Um, do you have any goals for this competition and obviously the T20 competition going through? I know you mentioned that you just wanted to score a, a first-class century um, in the one-day cup. Have those goals changed? Because you now have three. Um, so, like, going for the rest of the season, what are you looking to achieve? Yeah, I'd really, I really want to win the, the four-day comp because I heard the final is apparently a five-day. I'm not sure mm. if that is accurate. So yes. 
Just yeah, that that I really want to win, and I really want to play that final. So I know I'm gonna have to start. I've got a bit of starts, and nothing much. Mm. Um, so I would really, really want a hundred, ideally more. But yeah, get a hundred and win that final. I think that that's now the the goals for the next few games. Yeah, um, and then moving into post that, obviously there's a T20 tournament coming up. Um, and 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 your exposure to and 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 the thing about obviously with that is is obviously Division Two gets a full T20 tournament, the CSA T20. Mm-hmm. Um, how excited are you for that? And is that a format that you would like to play a lot more? Yeah, no, I'm very excited. Hopefully, I get game time there. Um, obviously, give my all to try play mm-hmm. there. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm very very excited about the T20, especially like last night just watching the build up to that SA20 and all that stuff I think you'd be lying if you said you didn't want to be part of it mm. so I think everyone is trying to get better at their T20 game I put a lot of focus the last few years in my T20 game so hopefully I have a chance to show it this season Talking, talking about um, a T20 um, and somebody who I think will, will have a I think he's going to have a good tournament but you played a lot with him at school um, so what was it like uh, battling with Joel Kutsir at school? Did you have many partnerships? Yeah, I think he batted three or four. Yeah, I think four maybe or something like that. So Gerald actually scored a hell of a lot of runs in school. Like he, I remember there was times he scored like three hundreds in a row or something. He got a 200 in primary school, I always remember. I always used to be a bit jealous of him because he could hit it further than me. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've we've he was also in grey with me. Um so mm. we're the same age. So we went over the same year, played all the age groups together until obviously after school. So now I've yeah, played quite a lot of cricket at Gerald. I I I knew him quite well till he left school. I say I knew all the everything, like all the ticks about him and that stuff. I obviously I wouldn't know now. Um but I say in school, I knew I did, what what got him going, how he was on the day, what you'd get, almost type of thing. So now it was cool, and it's cool to now look and see like what he's doing, and I don't know, you know, you played with him. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. It's 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 amazing. How was it facing him? Was he as fast as he is now? It depends how you, you know, like if you are mean to him in the day or something. If you, <laughs> if a bit of banter didn't go down well, then uh, but he never really like we've obviously faced him in the nets now, but it was never the same as what mm. the guys on the other end or the opponents would be facing and that stuff. But there were some days where I kept him and I just thought this is extremely quick. I would not want to be facing this. I faced him once or twice after school as well, but like the warm up games isn't really the same as. Mm. A match. I'd be very interested now to face him. Though, like, get a feel, you know. Yeah, well, it, it might, might happen. It might happen. You never know. This yes. season. <laughs> yes, it could happen next season. Um, and he might be a little bit angry. I don't know if he'll be angry at you though. Um, <laughs> how did the wicket keeping come about? When did it come in? Because you, you, you said you've always wanted to be a batter, be a top order batter, but you did say that your inspiration is Adam Gilchrist. So. Was it because of him or was it because of, of something else? Now, I was very short in primary school, like mm-hmm. extremely short when I was very young. So I think once I left that Baker's cricket, I still had ambitions of being a quick fast bowler. 
but I couldn't really get my arm up. So I was always like type of malinga action type of thing. Mm. Then the coach was like, no, but take the gloves and and go stand back there. So <laughs> then that yeah, I just kept. And then after that, I saw like kill Christian Warm in like World Cups, and I was like, right, this is he's a keeper, and it's pretty cool. Like he's a cool player. I want to do. Yeah. That. I can't. Like, I can't bowl. I never expected. Like I'm reasonably tallish now. I never expected to really grow, like at all. So I thought, mm. I know, it doesn't make sense to want to bowl fast. Um, I'll just keep and start enjoying it. Well, that's 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 good to know. Um, you played a, a an invitational eleven uh, a game for the, against England in twenty twenty uh, with the likes of Sam Curran, Chris Wokes, Moen Ali, and uh, uh, Chris Jordan. Yes, I think that's the name. Um, how was how was that experience for you being in some sort of like a a, 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 a South African cricket setup um, um, so early on in your career? Yeah, that's one. That's one I won't forget. I still, I still got the call from JP that Shukri asked me to go play, and that I still thought he was lying to me because my numbers <laughs> weren't bad, weren't good. Um, <laughs> but now it was, it was an unbelievable experience. Even when I didn't do well in that one innings, I still thought, yeah, I'm, hopefully time just goes slow while I'm on this field because this is, it's really nice. Like, I mean, yeah, I've got Jason Roy scoring 100 in front of me and Besto also, and Root was there. I just thought, nah, just. I was just wanting the moment to slow down. I almost just mm. felt like it went too quick. So just times are just like you just stop and you just think like, all right, I'm yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah, yeah, I think it's proper England internationals. Yeah, fantastic. Um, to talk about the keeping there. Um, what's it like? Because we spoke to him uh, a few weeks ago. We spoke to Dane Pete a few weeks ago about. You know, going to lights and how happy he was to, to do that. What's it like keeping and playing with somebody like Dane Pete? Nice, no, enjoyable. I think you guys like realized how funny Dane is as well. So yeah. it's always nice to have him around the team <laughs> for that humor. Um, but it's nice. I think like got a good relationship as well. I always joke with him and say he can't get first innings wickets to try like mm. spur him on. <laughs> so whenever he gets a wicket, he always likes to give me a bit of stick. But now it is, it's, even facing him in the nets, it's something like it's eye-opening actually. And, mm. you know, this is like our top level spin is, you know, you never, you don't normally like every day just face an offie that gets like that much turn or the dip that Dane gets or even mm. the drift. So, yeah, it, it's eye-opening. It's always nice to have him around. Like you see how much the guys like dig into him or like try to get information from him and that stuff. So. No, I've had some great chats with Dane while just sitting on the pavilions and we just chat about cricket. So I've really enjoyed it. That's 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 great. Um, you mentioned Coach JP a lot um, and you know you mentioned that he obviously gave you his first uh, contract, right? Um, how is your relationship with him? How much has he inspired you? Um, and yeah, like has he been a, a, a mentor to you? Yeah, I think, like, I value my relationship with Coach JP quite a lot. I know he's someone that's always, always honest with me. Even when I don't want to hear it, he'll tell me the honest truth. Um, so, yeah, that, I think that's, like, the most important thing you could want from a coach. Mm. And I think he just always gave it to me. And he's always backed me as well. He's, he knows, he tells me, he knows what my strength is. And he just wants me to do that. He takes me for my strengths. And he, he, he 
tells me my role quite clearly as well, which I really enjoy. I think sometimes you struggle to actually get a clear role from people, but he'll openly tell me my role. And even if I doubt like how I went, he'll tell me honestly, like if it was right or if it was wrong, what I could do to get better and that. And mm. the fact that he always speaks to me about how to get better, how to get better, I, I think I value it a lot. I don't think you can ask for much more from a coach. Yeah, I know that's, that's really awesome. I think the important thing is we, we always speak to players and they always tell us it's communication. As long as the communication mm. is good, then everything else should, should flourish. Yeah. And that seems to be happening with you, which is, which is fantastic. Um, mm. I, I, I guess this is probably, probably the last one from me. Um, in your short career, you've, you've, you've uh, done really well, particularly as we said in, um, in the list day. But is there one pitch that you really, really love batting on that you really think that's the pitch I want to bat on all day, every day, if I get the chance? I think if you're a batsman, you like the bloom wicket. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really complain with my home wicket. I think it's quite nice to bat on. So I'll probably carry that around with me for a while. Okay. No. Um, yeah, you must come up to the high felt and get a sense of, of what we experience up here. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, do you have any plans of where we started thinking about what's 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 going to happen in the off season for you? Are you do you think of going back to Holland uh, for another season um, over there? Um, you, yeah. What's what's the immediate plans for you? Um, assigned to go to England. Mm. Salisbury, so um, got that gig coming up. So very excited about that. I've never been to England. Always wanted to obviously go to England. I just needed enough first-class games obviously to go. Mm. Now that I've got it, yeah, I'll be doing a season there, which hopefully goes well. Yeah, um, yeah, you'll enjoy those pitches, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they just yeah, just be careful because the ball moves. Uh, assumingly quite a lot um, for England actually I didn't think England would have such uh, such weird wickets they do um, yeah so Garnet it looks like you are you know had a great a great start to the season and it feels to me as though your your career has kind of taken a, a little bounce back you know um, and obviously you've said that you've just wanted opportunities and I think that you're in, you're in the right place. And I think for me with the Knights, the fact that they've just invested in the youth um, says a lot because I think last year, Tim and I were sitting here going, we're the young people at the Knights. You know, they're going down, but at least give guys an opportunity. Uh, so I'm really happy that, you know, they've given you and and a lot of your other teammates an opportunity to to, to show that, you know, that, uh, that the Free State is a really important province for South Africa. So, yeah, thank you very much uh, for joining us and wish you all the best. And, you know, we look forward to chatting you a lot more when you um, score more runs, score more hundreds. We will call you uh, to, to, to ask for you to detail with us what else, uh, what you're thinking as you're going through. Um, I hope that you, 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 you continue to keep the spirit and keep batting like Adam Gilchrist because I think if you do so, this, the, the sky is your, is your limit. Nah, thanks a lot for having me, guys. Really appreciate it.
Yeah, so thank you. Good luck for the rest of the four-day series. I think you guys are lucky because it's raining over here and Easton's and Limpopo are going through the most right now. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Next year, you're a Division One player. (laughs) Yeah, so thanks, Garnet. Thank you very much, man. Cheers, Garnet. Thanks very much. Cheers. Yeah, that was was Garnet Tar. I nearly said Garnet Kruger, but yeah, you can you can get a sense of where the name is. Is that comes because from. of my tweet? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like if you if you've so been in the if you've been in if you've been in South African cricket as long as me, the name like yeah. Garnet is only synonymous with one person. But now we've got a second yeah. Garnet, and I think he's gonna be quite an exciting Garnet. And um I think he's got all the ingredients to be an incredible, credible batter in domestic cricket and and, and he's got a long career ahead of him. And I think well done to the Knights for giving them an opportunity. Devon Forrester, Garnetar, and all those youngsters in that team, just giving them a chance. And look what happens. And I and I'm never I'm not always a, a proponent of giving young young people a chance, but this is one one time that it actually works out. And sometimes you just want to Extend that branch and give that opportunity and give clear communication, um, Tim. No, absolutely. It, it, it's it's the communication. It's backing individuals. Um, it's 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 so important. We said the problem with the Knights last season was they were sticking with the same old same old for mm. too long. And that's that's largely why they've been relegated. And it's it's great to see that they've they've changed things, and that change has has made them prosper. And they. They aren't over the line just yet, although that rain that you're talking about is giving them a huge lifeline. Um, yes, so it stopped now. As I look outside, it stopped. The sun is out. I just want to check if the toss has happened because I, I know Coach Jeff was um, talking about you know not being able to get cricket, but I'm sure it the was supposed to. It was supposed to start quarter two, uh, mm. our time. I don't okay. know if it, if it did. So um, I might actually did. make my hopefully way out did. there tomorrow. Um, Hopefully, it because, did for, for a competitive point of view. No, because obviously it's two and three, right? And we never thought Limpopo yes. would be there, so um, it's yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Um, but yeah, love her chatting to him, and I think he's a great guy. Thanks, Tim, for 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 all your help. And yeah, thank you to Garnet, thank you to Knights, and yeah, we look forward to seeing them in Division One, and we'll have more of these interviews with Division Two, Division One players. Um, talking about their careers, talking about the domestic season, trying to get a sense of, you know, how does one score 192? How does one score 300s in a season? That average of 85, things like that. And that's what we want to do for this podcast. So uh, please do stay tuned. Next week, Monday, we'll talk SA20. We'll talk other news that are happening in South African cricket. Somehow South Africa is playing in New York uh, for the T20 tournament. So we might talk about that because I don't even know if they have a stadium right now. But they've got five and a half months to build one. We'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, to, outside of that, thank you very much. Please do follow us on at Full Quota Pod on X or Twitter. And also subscribe to the One World Sports Radio YouTube channel. As well as um, the uh, Full Quota Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This will be live there too. So please do do that and please do support us. We appreciate your support. And outside of that, Tim, it's goodbye and le sale kakahiso.